TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Welcome into the Wednesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio. My name is Greg DeMarco. Appreciate you joining us here for this week's edition or this day's edition of Chair Shot Radio in the in the Wednesday morning edition. Now, normally I give you the big spiel at the beginning, but I just, you know, I do two of these every week. I want to change it up a little bit. So every Wednesday I've kind of been been suckering somebody in to join us, join me on Chair Shot Radio. And if you pay close attention, it's usually somebody who I record with on a Tuesday night. Go figure how those things happen. And today I was lucky enough to rope in good friend of, of all the programs and, and of me in general, and that is Derek Montia. Derek, I mean, thankfully for me, you just stayed on the Zoom call, but welcome to this edition of Chair Shot Radio. Greg, thank you for having me. I appreciate oh, it. Thank oh, you for letting me stay on the Zoom call. I know, right? I didn't kick you off. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we we don't we don't even pull the curtain back anymore. We just don't have a curtain at this point. That's no, we've been no doing this for so no. long. There's just no curtain. Curtains are no fun. Um, Kayfabe is dead. It's why bother? I mean, really, why bother? So, we are going to talk a, a little bit about AEW this week, and I know it's probably surprising for you listening to be like, or you might think, okay, we're talking about AEW, so Greg is just going to destroy it because that's all he ever does. But no, we are, and of course, if you've read the title of the show, you understand. We're going to talk about, and I forced myself uh, to talk about what AEW is doing well because I do think it's fair to talk about the things they're doing well, and I do think there are things that they're doing well, and I thought that Derek was a perfect person to bring on and talk about this because I know he's acknowledged some of those things and, and takes that positive spin that we don't all always take on the Internet in general. And so... That's why we're going to have that conversation and kind of go in and talk a little bit about that. So, like I said, I'm going to flip the script a little bit this week and do things in a different order. We'll get to uh, the plugs and all that here in a minute. But uh, just to give a little bit of background, I have been highly critical of AEW since the moment it started. I wrote an article that was like the five things that Tony Khan needs to prove. And one of them was that he'll fire the young buck, Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes if he needs to. And, and who knows if he's willing to, I don't know. It's never come to that yet. It, it's only, it's only a year and a half in, like, it's not like we're to the point now where, where big wholesale changes need to happen. But I've been really critical of a lot of things that they've done and, and how they don't really, they're not really growing their product. They're not really growing their audience. They're just catering to their fan base and the vanity project and all that stuff I've talked about. But I think it's fair to flip it around and talk about the things they are doing well, because those things do exist. And I'm going to start with some low-hanging fruit, and then we're going to dig in. So so for me, Derek, the first thing that I want to give AEW credit for and say they're doing well, and it's the same thing that we tell anybody who's delivering a speech, who's performing on a stage, who's in any type of live audience situation, and that's the very simple concept of know your audience. And they know their audience very, very well. They definitely do. I, I think they cater to their audience and it's kind of like what you said, unfortunately at times when you're catering to an audience like that, especially like an audience that likes a certain type of independent wrestling style of show, it's just not, not a big audience. It's not some big 
you know, nationwide audience that you're appealing to, but they definitely know who their audience is and what they want. I, I, I think that's not only important, but I think the fact that they carefully add pieces without trying to upset that balance. One thing with a show like AEW is you are going to bring on talent from WWE, for instance. It's really easy to turn off that fan base that really is looking for something different and unique from the WWE product when you're going to be bringing their performers on uh, uh, to to basically have a big role in the show. I, I, I definitely think that they've done a great job with that. Yeah, they really have. Like, they know what it is. And I think I might be too hard on them when I talk about they're not doing anything to grow the audience. Because here's the thing. They don't have to yet. Like, they're consistent. They're pulling in the same, you know, six, seven, eight hundred thousand people, which is about the size of the IWC. So, you know, at its at its biggest. I don't even think it's really that big. And... <laughs> And they're, they're doing that, and, and they've caught the Laps fan, and, and they've got all that. And I don't think anyone is pounding down their doors to grow just yet. I really don't. I think I, I criticize them for that, and that may be too soon for that to be a thing. The year three, year four, maybe, but we're not there yet. And, and they're still, you know, and, and then they'll have to kind of look at, look at some of those things. So I do agree, and, and I might be a little too hard on them. But, yeah, knowing your audience for me is job number one. I'm going to drop the positivity a little bit and say at times uh, their fan base can be insufferable oh, yeah. just because of the fact that they're so dedicated to their product. Right. I have friends like I like AEW. I, 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 I don't like them more or less than WWE. It's just professional wrestling to me. I watch one show. I watch another show. I have people I'm a fan of. I have people who I don't I don't care. It's kind of like what you and I were talking about before we recorded. I don't even care what people think about the people that I like. I just like the people I like. I know who entertains me. I know who makes me watch the segment that they're on. And that's it, regardless of what show they're on. All the shows have, you know, bad segments. All the shows have parts I fast forward through. They're all the same to me. I will say at times that the AEW fan base is unlike anything I've ever seen just because they take that war on WWE to a next level where they like almost boycott WWE because they're such a fan of, you know, AEW. That's the part of it where I'm, I'm impressed with, I don't want to call it brainwashing, but like the conditioning of AEW fans where that's such a part of the thing. I, I, I just, wrestling's weird like that it's kind of like video game consoles or politics or anything else where people get on one side or the other it's it's just a television show if you're a wrestling fan you probably should like all of it and if you don't then that's cool too if you're sick of wwe i get going to an alternative like AEW. it it, it definitely provides uh you know more of that indie experience that like i fell in love with at pwg when i go to their bola you know tournament every year it's something you're never going to see on TV. It's an environment that they could never recreate or capture on television. It's 500 sweaty wrestling fans all jammed into a, you know, American Legion hall watching some of the best young unknown professional wrestlers in the world, put all of it on the line for essentially a contract with WWE. That's what they're all trying to do. All trying to impress the talent and get there. Now there's alternatives. So it's not just the WWE, but 
AEW has done a great job of, you know, taking that that we love about that, you know, show and and putting it on TV. At times, some of their matches, like for instance, the match with Kenny Omega and and Phoenix was outstanding. And it was some of the stuff that I it's definitely the type of thing that I think is different from WWE and that WWE can't currently do. It just doesn't need to be this thing where we're like fighting and arguing over it. It's just all television. It's all entertainment. You know, if Kenny Omega and Phoenix had that match in WWE, they wouldn't make it out of the locker room alive. Like, because it was like, I'm not doing that. You're, you're doing that. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Like, I will say this. You talked about that toxic fan base, and and they – the AEW didn't do that. That fan base did it to themselves. I will say that much. But here's where I'll give them another bit of credit, and then we'll play commercial, and then I'll let you give one as well. Um, and this is me putting my promoter hat on or my promoter fedora on, like you said on the Babyface Heel podcast. They have done a great job. This is going to sound like a negative, but I really love it and think it's a positive. They have done an amazing job fleecing the hell out of that fan base because they can literally <laughs> poop on a t-shirt and it'll be the best seller on prowrestlingtees.com oh next my god like it's insane look over my shoulder i have a i have a turnbuckle pad from starcast 2 that i bought that was never actually even used they just had a pile of them yeah. that they were selling right that one's pretty dope though it's got cody's signature on it kenny omega's on there there's a bunch of great stuff one thing at starcast 2 i realized was exactly what you were saying I mean, it was even before AEW really got off the ground as yeah. a thing. But I just saw that. WWE's totally guilty of it, too. When I went to their access thing, I was like, seriously, $125 to stand in line with a dude who I got a picture with at a bar last night? That's nuts <laughs> to me. But it is what it is. It was just this It's this thing where that's what professional wrestling is at its core at times. It really is just a thing of fleecing people out of their money to escape reality to this fake wonderland of, of, of fighting. I don't know if you remember this, but when I was a kid, I had this epiphany about this a long time ago when the WWF arcade game WrestleFest had you add extra quarters to it while you were in the middle of the match <laughs> to give you extra power. Of They've course. been fleecing us well. ever since then, and it's never stopped to this day. No. So, yeah, AW does it. Uh, I think that they for some reason they're perceived as being cooler than like WWE when it comes to their merch and their stuff. Uh, it's like a lot of things. They, like you said, you know, you poop on a shirt and smear it around. And for some reason that's great. But, but if it's Jericho's know, poop, WWE, we're all going to buy it. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. If it's Vince McMahon shit, we're not going to buy it. But if it's cowboy shit, we're all <laughs> buying it. Like, that's just the way it works. I don't know. Yeah. That's good shit, pal. That's good shit, pal. That's <laughs> well, actually, different. <laughs> I got, uh, oh, since, since you, uh, since you brought it up, where is that one? I got, I got. This is such good shit. There you go. Right there on the show. There it is. So. All right. We're going to talk a couple. We're going to, we're going to let Derek take a turn here in a moment. But like I said, I'm doing the order differently, but hey. There's bills to pay. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, Derek, something that you want to give AEW credit for, something that they are doing very well. I want to give them credit for their use of wrestling legends. 
And I know that at times people might kind of be uh, maybe a little bit sick of how much they're doing it. And I will totally say that that's fair. I will say that, you know, they, they came up with a good, good idea, but at times it goes excessive when everybody needs to have a legend as a manager or, you know, somebody connected to them. That's kind of a mentor figure. I get that AEW is this connection between the youth and the older generation. I thought at times like Tully Blanchard's involvement with F FTR was great. Jericho's involvement with the inner circle was great. You know, a lot of the things that they've been doing, even as much as I hate it, sting with his little son, Darby is adorable. They are adorable together. And I just, I, I think about how I have fantasy booked uh, legends in WWE being utilized in a better way. I think that they love to trot them out there for that main stream appeal but they don't really yeah exactly they don't want to do anything with them they want them to come out they want them to wave they want them to do the catchphrase uh they want to be put into danger maybe by a young heel that comes out and then some baby face comes and saves them i i always wanted like undertaker to be paired with alistair black and have him pass down to alistair black the whole dark arts you know evil spirit powers all of that stuff right it just would have been a cool pairing and it would have given undertaker a role where he could have been on television and been a character without needing to be physical which is what none of us really wanted to see him do at this point he is such a good character still and he is such a unique personality and figure in wrestling that it seems to be a waste to not have him still involved in the television program in some way I think that AEW's involvement with all of those guys has been great. And I think that they, you know, like Team Taz, for instance, fantastic. They're a bunch of meatheads and jerk-offs, but they go together well. And I'm starting to think that Hook might be my favorite wrestling kid in pro wrestling right now. Sorry, Dominic Mysterio, but Hook's kind of badass, right? Like, there's just things that they do that I feel like are smarter with the pairings. The only criticism I have and that some people also have is that there's too many of them. And yeah, when it's less is more. So if you only had like maybe two or three guys given their tutelage out there, it'd be different. We have Jake the snake out here with, you know, Lance Archer. Almost everybody seems to have a legends mentor, even, you know, private party is hooked up with, with Matt Hardy and such. So it just seems to be a case of him maybe doing it too much. I still like it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Their roster's huge. This came up on um, the uh, a recent edition of the Outsider's Edge podcast here on the Chairshot Radio Network. Ray Cash did the math. AEW has 92 wrestlers currently under some form of contract. Oh, my God. Between 205 Raw... Live has six. We just said that earlier. <laughs> between Raw and 205 SmackDown. 205 Live has six. Between Raw and SmackDown, there's 97. And that's five hours of television, whereas Dynamite's two. And, and we also have Dark. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to segue into my next point, thing that AEW is doing well. And this is going to surprise some people. I like Dark. I like AEW Dark, and I think more people should watch it. Now, I don't think they do a good enough job promoting Dark on the main show. I think if you put a highlight package together this week on Dark, because they're using the old school WWF Superstars of Wrestling Wrestling Challenge concept of getting talent over through the squash matches and that's how i fell in love with the acclaimed 
was watching their matches on dark. They would do the diss track on, on the talents they came out with. And that's why I've been saying like Max Castro is going to be a huge star probably for WWE someday, but it, because he's just, he gets it. And, and they have that freedom to do that. And sometimes I think dark goes a little crazy. Like, okay, I understand how we feel about Brody Lee and his family, but like, I don't need the kid on commentary for every match. Like I just don't like, I'm sorry. I'm a bad person for saying that. I know it's too soon, but you're not, you're not a bad person. Let me just say this really fast. At times it's feel it feels a little like they're exploiting it. That's the part that makes See, me, I wouldn't even, I was afraid to go uncomfortable, far, but I've thought it. I've just, and, and again, I'm not, I, I, I love Brody Lee. I love the family. I, you know, you and I both have children, so we totally get it. I just think at times, that's what it feels like. I, I I know to them it's different, and I don't think that that's really the case. I just think that it feels that way. So I understand what you're saying. Uh, but Dark is fantastic. And I think Dark, the one thing about it is because it's on YouTube and it's free, it kind of gets a bad rap, like it's a lesser than show right. in some way. But it's free. It's, it, it's made widely available to people on a platform that, a lot of younger people use. So when we criticize AEW for not growing their their brand, Dark is probably the place where they're doing it the best. Dark yeah. is the place where somebody that doesn't even want to watch AEW might come across a match or an episode of Dark and, and watch it and enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's definitely a, a smart thing, despite the fact that, like, for me, you know, if it's like, oh, it's not on cable, it's not on TV, then it, it doesn't exist to me. I mean, I made that joke about Impact Wrestling being on Pop for years. Right. Like, no one, no one even knew Pop. I mean, I still remember when Shit's Creek would come on after Impact Wrestling, and I, I that was like one of my main motivations for watching Impact <laughs> was that afterwards, like, I started watching Shit's Creek because I had a thirty minute run over, and I really right. started enjoying this show. So that was what I was going to this network for. That's how you grow your audience. Uh, but anyway, sure. they they. You know, they, they just do a good job, I think, of thinking outside the box and offering their product in a way where people can watch it and see AEW. And again, it's it's a completely televised program and it's for free on, on YouTube. I, I've really changed my thinking of that because the next generation that's younger than us thinks differently of YouTube than we do. You know, we're still in our heads about YouTube. Whereas like younger people than us just fully accept it as, one of their favorite main forms of, of entertainment oh, yeah. of, of watching video clips and watching shows and everything. So it's just different. And, and I think that that's a very smart move on their behalf. Well, us who grew up on music videos, we should appreciate YouTube because that's where music videos now live. Like it's right? insane. That's all there is. Vivo, Vivo. That's yeah. where all the music videos are at now. Yeah. I'm with you. MTV just plays their new version of America's Funny Some Videos, whatever that show's called. So, oh, it's just the challenge all the time. Yeah, just, like it's just the challenge and Rob Deerdick shows. <laughs> oh my goodness all right so we'll give you a chance to do one more we're gonna hit another commercial break and then one more from Derek. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. 
All right, Derek, another thing that AEW is getting right or doing well. I will say that this is completely silly, but I think it's important. I think AEW remembers that they're a weekly show and that they do things to make you excited in the next episode of the show. My dad always used to tell me these stories about going to watch Lone Ranger movies when he was a kid in the theater with his friends because they didn't have TV and all of that. And he said, the one thing that always kept me back that no matter what, there was always an ending that like the girl was back in peril again. Even if the Lone Ranger came through and saved her, somehow she would be back in the bad guy's arms before the end of the episode, just to keep you coming back. AEW just does a fantastic job of remembering that they are entertainment. I think WWE is too guilty at times of going through the motions of just putting on a weekly television show because they've been doing it for so long. They have so many people in place that have been doing it that they're no longer excited about the product. They just want to put on an episode of the show and kind of give it over with and move on to the next episode, move on from one pay-per-view to the next. AEW still feels like they're excited about pro wrestling and the storytelling that they do. I think that they just do a better job at times of making me interested in coming back and watching the show again, even if it's dumb little whodunit things or, you know, will these guys pair up or won't they? I mean, I found myself loving the dark order and, and, you know, hangman page stuff. Uh, I, it, you, you, it's not even the main storylines at times. It's just, again, the stuff that you find to be fun and interesting that you want to come back and see next week again. I, I think at times WWE just doesn't remember that that was such a big part of the viewing experience for us as fans in the late 90s. Uh, everything, everything, no matter what. Whose partner is it going to be? Who are you going to face next week? Everything was like a whodunit or a mystery or something that just kept you on the edge of your proverbial seat. It just, it felt differently. And AEW seems to do a better job of that currently, I feel like. They do. And, and I think part of the reason is, is that WWE is guilty of, and not necessarily even guilty, but it's because their model is from show to YouTube to social media to network to show. It's where they almost don't want to tell you what's going to happen next week on Raw during this week's Raw because they want to release it on social media in three days. And and mm-hmm. so it's it's their they're this 360 degrees of entertainment and and it's just and it's just their model now. It's just how far along they are, which is why I hate when people compare AEW and WWE because it's like comparing, you know, grapefruits and softballs at this point. Like it's just not anything yeah. that are that are alike and it's, it's they just overthink stuff though right oh, like yeah. it's kind of like i was told this week that with the whole whole incident with nia Jax, that wwe edited that out of the youtube version of raw or Probably. whatever Hulu, version yeah. you know that they have that that replays and that's so silly to me that was a fun viral thing that really isn't it's not naughty it's not someone's boob popping out or something it was just a funny thing nia Jax yelled when she missed on a on a move it was you know it's 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 innocent and it's kind of i guess it's kind of potty humor you know it's kind of like third grade fourth grade snickering humor but it's just fun there's no reason for them to shoot themselves in the foot and edit that out of a, a rebroadcast of it or whatever because for some reason they find it embarrassing or inappropriate or whatever 
they just i think they overthink stuff and that's sometimes the biggest problem with wwe is that they're not there to just try to generate a fun show or fun buzz it's absolutely like you said it's a coordinated attack on how they're going to handle you know this this material or the promotion of this thing or whatever it it it, yeah it leaves it so that the actual show itself is so stripped of its ability to be fun and exciting like like it was at one time because all of that stuff has to happen somewhere else I, it's so true. It's it's just the way their model has gone so far in one direction, and I think it's it's just business at this point. And it's it's just a, you know the wrestling and that weekly episodic television is kind of a casualty of of their business model, and, and that's something that you know we all unfortunately have to have to live with. So before we wrap things up, let's uh, try to get some t-shirts into your hands, and then we'll uh, bring this thing home. Viva la raza! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the queen of soft style herself, Miranda Morales, co-host of Chairshot Radio and the host of the Hashtag Miranda Show. And I'm here to tell you where you can find the best t-shirts around. Well, you can find them on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chairshot. There you can find over 25 different styles, designs, and colors, all in support of thechairshot.com. Don't forget to pick up your Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, but also you can pick up the hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling, Baron Corbin Sucks, and the OG Cheer Shot t-shirt. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Cheer Shot to get your very own t-shirt today. Again, that's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Cheer Shot to get your very own Cheer Shot t-shirt. And don't forget... Get in in soft style. Johnny idiot face. All right. So um, before we wrap things up, Derek, you know, different show than the one we recorded before this. We recorded these out of order. Let everybody know again where they can follow up with you and, and you know, tell them about the snack show. Or tell them about one of the other shows. Let them know what's up. Uh, uh, no, I don't. The snack show is the only important one. There's the other <laughs> wrestling takes on the steelcage.com. Uh, we do a bunch of shows. we got the Unfunny Nerd Tangent. Uh, our guys, the Hogsmen, do a pod over there. We have a lot of fun, and much like the chair shot, we're just a bunch of guys that love wrestling. Uh, but definitely check out the Snack Podcast. That's the one I'm here to promote. Uh, it's Derek and Tim eat snacks. It's called Dates. We pick, eat, and rate snacks. It's not what we do. It's just what we're about, you know. And that's uh, that's pretty much it. We're we're here to provide a public service to you to save you from eating bad snacks. That's our primary goal. <laughs> Uh, but you can also get me on Twitter and on Instagram at cap underscore caveman with a K. Beautiful. Of course, I'm at Chairshot Greg on all your forms of social media at Chairshot Media for the Chairshot.com. That t-shirt website again, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the Chairshot. This is Chairshot Radio, your daily fix of pro wrestling of sports entertainment and sports entertainment. It's Wednesday, so it's me, Greg DeMarco. Thursday, you've got Ray Cash and Darren Mags Kirkby. Friday is PC Tunney. On Saturday, you've got Christopher Platt and... Adam, or uh, Adam, that's his brother. Andrew Belaz. Sunday, Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar are usually talking hockey. Monday's back to PC Tunney, and then Tuesday, bring it on back around to me. That's your weekly schedule here on Chairshot Radio. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Of course, visit thechairshot.com for all things in those same areas. We'd love to have you do that. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play. Uh, iHeartMedia, so many more ways to listen to all of our shows. So please do that. Spread the word. 
We can't thank you enough for doing that. And, and with that, we're going to sign off for this week's edition of Chair Shot, or this day's edition of Chair Shot Radio. For Derek Montia, I'm Greg, Bene- Greg DeMarco reminding you to always use your head. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less spark. A little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart and baby, satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.